those nights when one drink with the girls turns into a bottle, but you need your car for brunch the next day. There's pickup. Or at Friday work drinks, where you don't want to leave your car with expensive tools at the pub. There's pickup. Don't miss out on the fun. Get a pickup. Simply book on our app, and we'll pick you up to drive you and your car home. Two drivers arrive, one drives you home in your car, and the other driver follows. Download the pickup app today. That's PKUP, and wake up worry free. Hi, I'm Jack LeBrock. Hi, I'm David Reynolds. You're listening to Inside Supercars. From the racetracks across Australia, and here's Inside Supercars. Welcome back to Inside Supercars. I'm here at Phillip Island. While there are no supercars here, there's a driver, a man who uh, this year has got a, a distinct record because he's been uh, a pilot of both the Gen 3 Mustang and Camaro. That's Zane Goddard. Hey, Welcome Sam. back. Yeah, thank you before on Inside Supercars. Yep. And uh, in a different guise this weekend because you're in a S5000. Yeah, yeah, doing this round and Grand Prix, maybe some more, I'm not sure yet, but. Yeah, really happy to be racing with BRM again. It's been a while. I think my last race with them was 2015. So oh, right, yeah. Yeah. oh, you were young, very young. Yep. Then. Yeah, it's 15 then. Now I'm old age of 22. Yeah, how things change. Indeed, they do. <laughs> um, okay, so you, it's only Queensland Raceway you've done in, been in the Camaro and the Mustang, is that right? Yeah, yeah, spot on. Okay, so um, two different teams, two different sort of ways they went about it. Can you give us some idea about the difference, maybe not so much on the track to start with, but let's talk about the difference in the cars when you're climbing into them. Yeah, so obviously ergonomically they've done a few changes to the car. Um, you know, a few drivers are getting numb legs and stuff. For me, in the Mustang I didn't really have any issues. Um, it all felt pretty comfy. Seating position was nothing too odd. Um, Camaro definitely felt different in the seating position. Um, I didn't do an overly long stint, so I didn't get any numb legs or anything like that, but as a rule of thumb, I'm not too picky when it comes to seats in cars. I can sort of jump between things and I don't really get any aches or anything, so wasn't too much of an issue for me, but from what I've heard, um, you know, those updates have made a massive difference. Driver's a lot more comfy now. Um, so yeah, as long as both the cars are the same ergonomically and you know it works for all the drivers, obviously. The GM side has a lot of tall drivers where Ford doesn't really have any tall drivers, so yeah. maybe that's why the issues were more highlighted in the Camaro. Okay. And of course, you've been driving a 888 built Commodore last year full time with Matt Stone, uh, and the year before you shared it with uh, Jake Kostecki. Yeah. Um, so you used a 888 machinery. Was there any surprises in the way that were done in the, in the Camaro? Um, not really. It looked it looked like their normal sort of finish to the inside of the cabin, obviously. Um, just aesthetically it's a lot darker there's a lot more carbon fiber and that sort of stuff which yep. i'm sort of used to that so the way the cars have been the past two years i've done it but um yeah apart from that you know they're fundamentally the same there's just like different positions for um, all the switches and stuff like that but yeah nothing performance wise between the two uh, on the interior so okay so um at this stage are you lined up again to have a drive of either of those cars uh yeah yeah for sure um Hoping to do a fair bit of the testing for that this year. Um, that's definitely the goal. Uh, obviously, um, racing with Tickford in the Bathurst 1000 this year, so whether I'll be able to jump between two cars or not, I'm not sure. Um, I guess that's a question for supercars. But 
Yeah, I think it was a really beneficial thing. Me jumping between the Camaro and the Mustang, it sort of pointed out some things that most drivers wouldn't be able to um, sort of get when they're just driving one, like the way the seat feels for one, um, you know, the configuration of how the pedals are set up, just, just little things that um, you can notice and little setup differences. The overall balance of the car, did you get a good feeling on that? Um, yeah, it was pretty close. Like, I'd say aero-wise, um, some corners, you know, one might have had a little bit more front, one might have had a little bit more rear grip, but nothing substantial. Like, I think it's early days with the whole aerodynamic parity sort of stuff, so... I think that will all be sorted out. Um, Engine-wise, they felt pretty similar. Like, I'd probably say the Ford was a little bit more torquey down low, um, yeah. and the Camaro was a little bit better in the top end. But, um, yeah, nothing crazy jumping out. Like, they're pretty similar, and I'm sure by the time that they're racing on track, they'll be even more refined and closer. Okay, and um, the, the perennial question of stick versus paddle, um, you'd be in favour of the decision that's been made? Oh, 100%. I think, I don't think there's many people that would be against it, to be honest. Um, I feel like it's, you know, part of the supercar DNA. Um, you know, being able to heel and toe and do all that cool stuff, it's sort of something that our category is quite unique for. I think getting rid of that would be a big shame. So, yeah, I, I'm always a fan for a sequential stick. Um, you know, the paddle shift, I wouldn't say it made it easy, but um, it definitely made it less busy in the car. Right, okay. And I think when you're watching onboards and that sort of stuff, and you're seeing the driver dance around and do stuff in the car that looks quite impressive rather than like a video game, I, I think it's a good decision. Yeah, where it's almost like an automatic where a person is just left foot self moving. And... Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, have you been in a ticket car yet? Uh, I've done a ride day in it. Um, that was after Sydney Motorsport. Yeah, after yep. Sydney Motorsport Park. Yeah. It was it was a wet day. Obviously, you got a passenger in the car, so it was more just getting familiar with you know the configuration of the car and that sort of stuff. Um, Performance-wise, you know, when you have someone sitting next to you, you don't really want to rag it too hard because you know you're worried about their well-being as well. But um, yeah, yeah, it all ran smoothly. The day was good. Um, looking forward to doing some dry running so I can sort of get a better gauge between the. Given that ride days are quite often scheduled after a round on yep. the Monday afterwards, have you got any of those coming up or something? Um, yeah, I think there's probably two or three more over the year. Um, not sure exactly where yet. Uh, I know Tickford's got them planned in, but their sponsors, I'm just not up to date. But um, yeah, the more times I can get behind the wheel in that car, more familiar with it before Bathurst, the better. All right, well, thanks, Zane Goddard, for joining us on the Inside Supercars again. Thank you for having me. Good pleasure. Um, Welcome to Inside Supercars, we're at Phillip Island and it's one of those moments of where are they now because standing next to me is Steve Ellery who's not here because he's racing, he's not here because he's got nothing to do this weekend, he's here because his son, one of his two sons, Dalton, was racing in Trans Am and uh, after you stepped down in 07, um, it must have been, it was a bit of a break now from then till uh, now but you, you've been racing with them, your boys for a couple of years. Um, yeah, it's a funny story. I sort of stepped out of um, supercar racing after Bathurst and um, it was about 13 or 14 years for me out of, out of an actual race car. Um, and my, my boys have raced go-karts their whole lives. And I got back into karting a little bit there over the years. 
but um, you know, a couple of years ago the boys got into production car racing and I decided to um, dust off the helmet, I guess, if you want to want to call it that. And we did the six hour together last year. So, um, you know, we moved into the Trans Am with Dalton this year and that's why we're here. It's, um, you know, trying to get ourselves right for the six hour this year. Okay. And of course, it wasn't a track, the six hour, that uh, you've known well and had success at. Yeah. Been on the podium a number of times at Bathurst um, and uh, to the point where, oh, him again, right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Look, Bathurst is it. Like, Last year I had this opportunity to do something with my boys that not many people get to do. Yeah. And to go and race at Bathurst um, with Dalton and Tristan was, that's the dream come true for me. Yep. And to be honest, it's one of the greatest weekends I've ever spent at a racetrack with everything that I've done in my career. Um, I just love that weekend so much and I love that track. It's, it means so much to me. Like it's been good to me and it's been so damn cruel all at the same time. Um, but it's the best track in Australia. It's one of the best tracks in the world. And um, to do that last year with them was very special. But to get the opportunity to do that again this year is just unreal. I can't, can't wait to get there. I'm really looking forward to it. Now, when you walked away from motorsport, your father, of course, Chelgrave uh, Consulting, was always nearby. Uh, There's a name that was carried on the car after you'd lost the super, super cheap business. Um, but when you walked away from the sport, you were then involved in horsepower of a different kind. <laughs> yeah, completely different horsepower. Yeah. Um, my wife and I brought a Horseland franchise, uh, which we ran for about seven, eight years in Underwood, um, up up yep. in Queensland, or just between Gold Coast and Brisbane. And uh, yeah, we ran that for the best part of seven years. And I pretty much um, walked away from racing, and it was easier to walk away and leave it behind. And uh, <laughs> just do something different. And um, look, it was good. We enjoyed it. And that finished around 2014. Um, and then um, you, you mentioned Chelgrave there just before. Um, my dad, Bruce, started that business um, 43 years ago. Yep. And he asked me if I'd be interested in coming in and taking over the running day-to-day -day running of the business. And um, I decided I would. And I've been doing that now for the best part of six or seven years. Okay. And, and I really enjoy it. It's great. Chelgrave is a more than a... Um manpower company it, you do all sorts of management sort of yeah yeah so basically if you want to look at it in a nutshell we're a labor hire company um but specialize in the mining industry is that right um no no we're mainly in the food and beverage so we have fitters okay. fitter and fitters and boilermakers and things like that in the food and beverage industry um we basically you know companies like cub asahi blue scope steel etc you know um are companies that we're involved in the maintenance of all their lines and machines. So the difference between us and most labour hire companies, if you want to look at that way, is majority of our workforce is permanent because yep. um, we have um, permanent contracts and um, then we have the casual hire part of it on the side. Okay, all right. Okay, and so that keeps you and you're down south because the business is based in... The business is basically in, in Melbourne, so Mentone's our head office. Uh, and Moorabbin Airport there, actually. Um, but no, I live on the Gold Coast. Yep. Uh, we relocated there 27 years ago. Yeah. So I run the business remotely. And, you know, prior to COVID, I probably spent um, the best part of just about every single month of the year in Melbourne, sometimes twice twice a month. So You're the worst place as you can be, you know. Yeah, I love Melbourne. Um, it's funny, when I live here, 
Um, I didn't really spend much time in the city. Right. So I can't say I loved Melbourne so much when I lived here. Yeah. But since I left, now when I come here, that's where I go. Yeah. Um, so I actually love Melbourne City. And it was great just coming down here this week. I come down early before the race meeting and spent a few days in Melbourne working. And um, I just really enjoyed it. And the footies just started and it was like, oh, here we go, Melbourne's back. <laughs> uh, it's just great, just great. All right, and um, so you, you live actually in Gold Coast? Yep. And, and have done for some years. Um, two boys here racing, and you're getting ready for the 12-hour, um, the production race. Um, and will you drive again with the, your two sons? Uh, well, maybe. We're Tristan, uh, my other boy, so Dalton's racing here in the Trans Am this weekend. Um, Tristan's going to be racing the Australian Production Car Championship uh, which kicks off um, after Bathurst, right. um, late, late calendar. Um, and there's some endurance style races in that. So I'm not sure if Dalton's going to team up with him or I am yet, but uh, you could see me again. You, know, you right. never know. Um, Beric's also got another BMW there as well. So um, I might do some just some Queensland production car stuff with him as well and just have some fun. I'm not, I'm not looking to get back into racing seriously or anything like that. I just want to do it and enjoy it and then, like I said at the start, the opportunity to do this with my boys is, like I say, it's a dream come true and it's just something that I cherish and I love and I'm really happy that we've got that connection and we can do this. Alright, well thank you for joining us on Inside Supercars, Steve Elroy, we look forward to some more chapters in your book. <laughs> Thanks Tony, I really appreciate it, good seeing you, thank you. Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media, tune in next time for more or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device, search Inside Supercars. The views expressed on Inside Supercars, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect the views of the network, Thunder Media or Sport Radio. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited.